0: we are back yes sir i don't mean the show is back i mean we are finally back in town
1: i'm back none of my electronics work i'm having to do it on the cell phone again i've got to get a new computer new ring light everything's broken
0: i mean who would have thought that when we were on the road out in arizona and las vegas that uh wouldn't have an issue as soon as we get back as soon as we get back home, and now both of us today just scrambling to get all this stuff going.
1: Yeah, it's, I, my, my computer's been bad for a while, but it's been, been kind of making it work, but I guess it finally just died. Yeah.
0: All right. The, the important thing is we're able we're to find it out. We worked yes, it out sir. and we're back for another episode. Um,
1: what awesome. episode is
0: it? What, what number is it? By I the told way. you we weren't going to do that. Remember? We weren't gonna I, I, I a, got, hey, I'm it's curious. episode number thirty. It's number thirty one, number thirty two. Hey, I'm curious.
1: I'm curious. 30, Thirty-three. Wow. Thirty-three. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah.
0: It is. Uh so how 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 was the week? We were together for what two weeks. Um better 10, part of two weeks. Yeah, better yeah. Yeah, 10, 10, 11 days.
1: Yeah. what do you uh, uh,
0: what'd you think? What were your thoughts?
1: I mean, you know just enjoying the time out there. I mean, it's tough when you're on the road that long, you know, I think sometimes people, you know, like I, I admire the cornhole players, actually. I mean, they're younger and a lot of them are kind of enjoying life on the road. You know, I I think it's much more enjoyable when you're 18 to 25 and kind of experiencing life. And, you know, I think, I think there's other pressures they come from the outside in when you become an adult that make, uh, make being on the road for that long. Is, you, know, saying, you, mean,
0: you mean when you're married with kids, you shouldn't go to the opposite coast for 11 days.
1: <laughs> yeah. You
0: know, I'm no, not no, married no, no. with kids. I,
1: I, how How'd that work for you?
0: I did. It, it was okay. I mean, my kid, my kids are, are all more grown now. And, and Noelle's the last one who's still in high school and she's very independent. Um, So, so she's, and Kathy's great. So it it really, really, I don't think we, well, I shouldn't say that. We did have one fire I had to Uh put out. Well, I had plenty of real estate fires,
1: Um,
0: but, but good, good fires to have no doubt about it. But we had, we had, we had one fire. Um, you know what? I always get uncomfortable with these podcasts because it's so out there, right? I don't know how much I should share about this, but I guess in generalities, um, yeah, I mean so Noel had her account hacked. And not oh, only did she have her account hacked, Bernie, but a duplicate was created that was promoting wow. pornographic items. Let's just let's just say that. Yikes.
1: Yikes. And
0: unfortunately, the first person to find this out was none other than well, do you want to guess? It wasn't Kathy. Was it you? Nope. Um, it was, it was not, it was not her mom. It wasn't me. And it wasn't Kathy.
1: Does she have a boyfriend? Nope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm not going to tell you because in my world, it's, it's, it's probably the worst thing. My mom,
1: oh, my mom, oh, yeah. her grandmother
0: <laughs> was, I think the first one to find out. So instantly, um, fortunately for my mom, she knew that, that we were busy. I think we were on the air or something like that when she found out. So she's blown up Kathy's phone. So Kathy was at least able to kind of take care of that fire until I could <laughs> Reach That's out, but, you know, but it's terrible because I mean, Noelle's a minor, right? I mean, she's right. a minor. I mean, it's bad enough as it is, let alone the fact that she's a minor and, yeah. and then to, to add on top of that, it's not like you can call one 800 Instagram and say, what the hell is going on? My right. daughter is 17 years old. Right. Um. So, you know, you have to go through a chain of command. You have to go through your app. I, she had to go through her app. Um. There's other ways that you have to go about reaching out. But uh, so finally we reach, Instagram, right? And and to their credit, they were able to address the issue immediately. The bad thing was at first they deleted her real account. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. okay, so then I had to start the whole chain of command again basically saying, "Okay, thank you. However, you deleted the wrong damn. You did account. it wrong. Yeah. It, yeah,
1: that's. I you know it's it's so dangerous for kids. Yeah, I mean, even, even, look, my my accounts have been hacked probably four or five times, either Facebook or whatever, just because there's so many people. And you know, you, I've had to learn that you can't just accept every friend request, right? You have to do a yeah. little due diligence and all that kind of stuff. And I've been hacked a few times, but there's really nothing in my world that's important, right? No one's gonna. <laughs> you know, there's nothing really to see, but for a 17 year old girl, you know, that could be devastating to have, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's, that's awful.
0: Fortunately, she is a, a, a very smart, confident, uh, woman, um, she really is. She's becoming a woman now. And I'm very, very proud of her. She she's made good choices in life. Knock on wood to this point. She's <laughs> had many, many choices coming up, but she's done a really good job. But yeah, I mean, the the, the bad thing, I mean, the, the bad thing is that it happened. The good thing is that all of her friends, you know, they kind of laughed at, you know, they laughed about it to begin with. Sure. And then, and then they really kind of helped her rally and figure out, hey, how do we, you know, how do we take care of this? So,
1: um, hey, so that speaking, was speaking of 17 year olds, you ready? I'm going yeah. cornhole on you. Oh, my God, what? We, we just started the show. Fisher Hamilton wins the Open in Vegas. 17 years old. I feel really bad, actually, for Trey and Stacy and Todd and the guys that have to make those decisions about minors due to uh, sponsors and due to gambling. Yeah, Because there's obviously contractual obligations that we have set in place where we can only have so many minors, but it just seems like another minor has burst on the scene. So what if you're one of the other kids, right? You know, a, you know, a a kid that, you know, one of the 15, 16 year olds that was let in, that's not having their best season. Yeah. That's got to feel pretty bad because these, these kids just keep coming out of the woodwork. And by the way, does that kid not have the single greatest eighties soap opera name of all time? (laughs) That's true. Mr. Hamilton. Dr. Drake Smith played yeah. by Fisher Hamilton. I yeah. mean just it's perfect. I love that.
0: But yeah, you're right. I mean the day is coming where we're going to have one of these kids on the broadcast, right? I'm yeah. I'm I'm are you
1: surprised it hasn't
0: happened already? I am.
1: Well, with the broadcast, you know, you're looking at you know pros. And yeah. Fisher was not a pro.
0: That's true. But we saw some pros that are pretty young.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, we've had, I mean, Matthew Creek killer, but he's 18. I mean, we've had some right on the verge. Has it, uh, my brain just simply isn't working. It plays with Eddie Grindersley, Caleb Batson. Has he not made a broadcast? Oh God. Or is that's... it, or is it streaming or digital broadcast?
0: I remember he. Let's see. I first met him in Wichita last year. I don't think he made the broadcast. I don't know. That's. You know what? We should have. We should have Trey on sometime just to talk about the whole age uh, requirements. Yeah. And and because now that Vegas is involved, that's really throwing a wrench in everything. So I'd like. I'd like kind of a. Because I'm sure I've been privy to a few conversations about it, but I actually would yeah. like to. Unless you know, I mean, I'd like to have some clarification. Uh, I mean, basically, on how allowed,
1: an, who's allowed, and all that. Uh, basically, kind of an agreement was made that we can have eight under the age of 18. Okay. And there's more than that that are capable, right? So eight pros
0: or eight PDC or eight, eight, eight total or
1: eight okay. pros. Pros. So, I mean, that's what it was last year. I don't know if there'll be some adjustments next season, you know, all that's up in the air. That's what I meant. That's what I meant by I feel bad for those guys because they're having to make decisions and they've, they've set, you know, they've set numbers in place and goals in place that, that if those are reached, they're kind of like automatic qualifiers. Right. Yeah. But when you get a bunch of kids automatic, quali- you know, all of a sudden you're having to go through and really crunch numbers and it's, it's an unenviable task to say the least. Yeah.
0: I, th- I think that would be good to have Trey on, though, just to kind of talk about that. Oh, yeah. and uh, And the whole Vegas thing, too, because it sounds like you guys are really making – and by, by you guys, I mean the ACL, yeah. really making headway on that. And I had some really good conversations with Stacy about it when we are on the road last week. I'm not yeah. sure what I'm supposed to say, what I'm supposed to talk about, and what I'm not, But so I'm not going to say anything. But, but a lot of progress is being made. I didn't realize – I can say this. I didn't realize that when you um, are part of a sport or part of a competition and you want – odds to be you know you want your sport to be um available for people to bet on um that has to be approved by every single state like i I guess i always just thought that there was some sort of you know federal governing body yeah yeah or something in las vegas that that determined that i didn't realize you had to go state to state to state so literally trey and stacy and everyone behind the scenes and maybe even you on some of these have to be on phone calls with the gambling commission for every single state
1: Getting New York, they got New York on Saturday last week, which is a big one, obviously. Okay, so
0: you said it, not me. I wasn't sure if we were supposed to be able to say that. I mean, I think I think it That's was common awesome.
1: knowledge. I, I think that had gotten around to be common knowledge, but yeah, I, I, it is, and it's a grind, and then every one of those states has issues with age, right? I mean, in other sports, there are kids that are below the age of 18 that play, especially women's tennis, for example, and they'll just take those kids off the board. You can't bet on their matches. So, I mean, there are issues – With it, but it's, yeah, it's, but what it does and the reason why it's so important is it, that's the average fan. That's average sports fan. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Those are people that really don't know anything about cornhole, but then all of a sudden they're going to start getting into it because, you know, gamblers, let's face it. They got to gamble, right? I mean, it's, it's an itch. They got (laughs) to scratch it. So it gives them something else. And you know, and you know there's a guy out there somewhere or girl out there in New York that's like, Oh, I'm gonna run this. I'm gonna own cornhole as a gambler, right? Yeah. You you know they're out there. But yeah, it puts it puts the ACL in a rough position because you know, if if it's all meritocracy and it's all talent based, then there there should be more than eight pros under the age of eighteen. Yeah. But you have to do what's best for the sport in the long run and you know, and not what's best for one individual. So it's a it's a tough it's, it's tough decision-making for those guys for sure, man. I, yeah. I, I feel bad for them. All
0: right. Not to take a right turn on you, but um, yeah. we've got to get to meet Jeff and Bernie real quick because oh, yeah. Let's our, get. our uh, special guest in this week's show is already logged in. She's already back in the green, green room. So I don't want to keep her too much longer, but she signed in early. So now she's got to sit and listen to meet Jeff. And Bernie yeah, she does. and Bernie. Just a second. All right. Here's my quick question. This will segue into our, into our guest today. Mm-hmm. Um, how much do you worry about your looks?
1: Uh, nowadays, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly cognizant that I've put on way too much weight. Right. But I mean, I would say when I was younger, teenager, twenties, even thirties, it bothered me. I was never really happy with my looks. So I would say it, it was fairly important. I just was never happy with it.
0: So like, do you look at yourself in the mirror very much? Like how much, how critical are you? I mean,
1: like, is the uh, a big deal I try you? not, I try not to, because there's not a lot great to see. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that. you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a masochistic experience for me looking into the mirror, yeah. but I'm not, not like I used to be when I was a kid. And even into my twenties and thirties, it was, you know, I was, I was very aware of how I looked, but now, now I just know that I'm short and fat.
0: all right i mean that that's all right are you hiding behind your humor again
1: yeah i mean i i i'm all right with it man i mean i i i need to lose weight because i'm uncomfortable right my clothes don't fit right i'm uncomfortable so that's why i need to lose weight i'm not worried about the aesthetics of it yeah
0: i think i i think i worry way too much about mine and i'm not and i'm not gonna say that i sit here and obsess about it
1: you're a tv guy
0: but it, it bothers me. It, it does. And and I and I like my hair. You know, is it is it too long for TV? I hate it when it's too short. When it's too short, it shows too much gray. Um, I don't like hair growing off the top of my ears. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like being... Uh-oh. <laughs> our our guest just... We just lost our guest. She's like, no, I'm not going here. Um, but seriously, I mean, I don't, I don't like being too pale. And and I don't know if it's because we're on TV that it just accentu- accentuates everything, especially being on HD TV right. um, kind of sucks, but you can kind of see all your blemishes, but I think I worry about it too much. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, do I need to work Yeah, out? If you're my, actually,
1: if you're worrying after. about, yeah, if you're worrying about your looks, then you're worrying about it too much. You're a good looking guy. I think oh, that that's I, a, uh, I think, I think most people would look at you and say, "Ah, that's a good-looking guy." You know, Which, what I mean, I, I I think you might be a little overkill on that.
0: I totally appreciate that, but you know that we are our own worst critics,
1: right? Oh, for sure.
0: I mean, because because literally, when I look at in the mirror, oftentimes I, I am not happy with what I see. But we go about our daily lives, and again, I don't want to make it sound like woe was me like like Oh my gosh, Jeff's got a problem." I, I don't let it <laughs> I don't let it, in, it interrupt my day, but it does right. make me uncomfortable. So. But anyway, so let, that's kind of a segue into, into this week's guest. And um, she is from Northern California. And yeah, I hope she is. appreciates, just for her, I don't even know if she's a Giants fan, but, but I am. I am <laughs> you and I have talked about this before. Like when people ask you, who's your favorite baseball team? I grew up in Iowa. I don't have really, a, I, I, I watch the Cubs a lot because of WGN. Right. But a team that I love watching because of their announcers and because they're on the West Coast and I get to watch a lot of their games is the Giants, because their broadcast team is phenomenal. Uh, Dwayne Kuyper, Mike Kruko, John Miller, Dave Fleming, and I were actually in the minor leagues together. I mean, these guys, I love their broadcasts. So anyways, enough about the Giants. So our guest from Northern California, uh, she's a graduate of National University with a master's in human behavior. She also has completed all of her coursework for her PhD in psychology. She's a well-known wellness expert. And most notably known as the co-founder and co-owner of Girls Throw 2, please welcome to Borderline, Michelle Thompson. Get that conversation
1: done. (laughs) Get that thing written. Let's go.
2: You guys are funny.
0: And by the way, guys, <laughs> she's married. So just just put that out of your brain yeah, right fellas, now. Back forget on up. About it. You, I have to
2: tell you, listening and, to and you Nick guys. And Nick is a
0: great guy. So forget yeah, about Nick
2: it. Yeah, is Nick is a great guy. But I mean, you guys are looking at like way too much face value. Like when I look in the mirror, I try not to just look at my eyes or my nose. Like I look at the person, like the human. Did you guys not see like past? this into yourselves like I'm sad listening to this no, that's we all don't you do
1: that. So, so says the attractive woman right but, <laughs> no, uh, easy I for was, you to say
2: <laughs> I was the most insecure person on the planet in my adolescence like I had to learn to just yeah. see more than just physical because I, I couldn't th- see the physical
1: then. that's what I, that's what I was telling Jeff I've, you know when I was younger I had an issue with it I mean now I'm kind of who I am I mean I and like I said I need to lose weight because I need to lose weight I'm uncomfortable. But it's not because oh I want to look better in a mirror, yeah. You know?
2: Okay. But hey, Shane, uh,
0: that's, that's why we're having you on because we're going to talk. We're going to talk through these things. It's it's funny because a buddy of mine who I do ESPN college basketball games with, and he's a former Harlem Globetrotter, um, John Williams. Yeah, yes, I'm a name dropper. Um, <laughs> he, he he said he's like man, he's like I just love your guys' show. He's like obviously there are some things that you guys need to work out, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> so honest. at least we're and, yeah, at least we're willing to admit we got some issues <laughs> issues man by the way do you like my giants hat are you a giants fan
2: uh no i'm from la so dodgers oh She's
0: man sports ball <laughs> well, i like the dodgers announcers too but the giants guys the giants guys are all awesome. so here i thought i was like yeah you know go, going on board with you northern california and it, I, like i couldn't have worn a worse hat yeah no,
2: not that big into uh, baseball, but I did grow up going to Dodgers games. But I lived in L.A. from when I was born until I was 20. So definitely the – oh, man, it's almost the same now. <laughs> I just realized how old I was. <laughs> uh <Uh-oh. laughs> Dang it.
1: Uh-oh. So, scratch Uh-oh. That. So, All right. so what do you like better before we get into real stuff? Do you like Northern California better or Southern California?
2: Uh, well, I liked living at the beach better, but I – I like a lot of things about Northern California. I love Bay Area hip hop, um, which I didn't really get exposed to growing up in LA. So there's a lot of things about Northern California that I like. Hmm.
1: Interesting.
0: I I think Southern (laughs) California is, is uh, well, it's, it's tough now. It's different now than it used to be, but the weather in Southern California, my God, it's just so beautiful in Northern California. I mean, does it, well, where you guys are at, you guys, you guys are, are super hot yep um, it's the know, same like,
2: as la like, my weather is pretty much the exact same except i have more seasons here we actually had like a yeah. fall and a winter in la we it's did that not that. but yeah right near sacramento but in i lived in huntington beach and that was my favorite place to live by far
0: interesting that's nice so did I you hang that, out with really the surfer
1: amazing. boys growing up then living in Huntington? No,
2: i was a personal trainer i hung out with all the personal trainers <laughs> so that's where <laughs> i was in the gym a lot again bernie
1: Again
0: Bernie the personal trainer and pretty lady on the screen telling yeah. us that we worry too Why much
1: about Why are you guys into looks? I was a personal <laughs> trainer. My <Really>? whole job <laughs> was to make people look better.
2: I shouldn't even <laughs> have been a personal trainer. I had never been done sports in my life. I had no idea. It was just like a <laughs> random thing that happened.
1: So. Oh, you're going to pay me for this? Sweet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. So speaking of looks, let's let's start there first. And again, Mish is, is just—I mean, there's so many things we can talk about. I want to talk about mindfulness. I want to talk about meditation. If you want to, I'm not sure you and I really haven't had too much of uh, of talk about meditation, but uh, but mindfulness, uh, physical wellness, wellness. We'll get into that. Well, so let's we'll talk about some cornhole. But all right, let's start with looks. So, I mean, have you have you had any of the players at all? You know, say anything to you about themselves physically because that's got to be strange right for a lot of these players who, who who have everyday jobs and now all of a sudden they're on ESPN they're on CBS we're talking national tv and that <laughs> can't come without a little bit of insecurity right surely I'm not the only one
2: I hope they don't I mean this is why I was saying I hope that people are seeing them as a human and not a body um, I, I, one of my favorite things to say is the least interesting thing about me is my body. Like, it's the least interesting. It's just the least interesting thing about me is my physicality. I hope. Like, I, I, would, I would hope that's not what I'm leading with. I would hope that you would see an actual human with actual talents and a personality and other things. So I would hope that they see themselves on TV and think like, wow, look what I've done and look how far I've come and look at my talent and who cares what the body is, right? That is a I, remarkably
1: I, I, idealistic way to look at things. I hear you, <laughs> but I mean... Sounds it, great. It, Come on. So,
0: so I, I hear you. And like Bernie's saying, in a per- perfect world, yes, that sounds terrific. And, and yes, we all have people like that in our life. However, as someone who is watching Cornhole at home and for the first time they turn on the TV and they see our female players playing Cornhole, and yes, they're really good, there has to be some sort of judgment that's being made. I mean, oh, I, I'm sure that I'm sure there is some hand, sort of sense appeal that, that is also going to be crossing over to to Cornhole as well.
1: Yeah. Hand raised. And, hold on, Michelle. Answer me yeah. this question honestly. Who are the two the most marketable male and the most marketable female in the ACL pro division?
2: they just won i mean yeah it's it's but why but
1: what makes them so marketable
2: yeah that's what i was gonna say the judgment is real okay (laughs) like you have to not care because everybody out there is going to judge you on your appearance it's just you have to if you're also judging yourself is the problem
0: yeah
1: right
2: i agree you know all
0: right so how do you get past that like someone like me I mean how do you how do you how do you help I guess I would how do you how do you how do you help someone help
1: him like me Michelle? Well the first <laughs> thing I will say is you brought up the
2: word mindfulness and one of the facets of mindfulness is the ability to be non-judgmental. And that's about things in life and about yourself, but that that not but the looking at yourself as a human, not a body, not a face, like and saying Maybe I have these flaws, but I also have all these other fantastic things. And like, which one is more important? And most importantly, I guess, which one makes me feel better. And at the end of the day, I'm trying to create a life where I feel good. So,
0: so are you saying that I don't like myself as a human then? That's wow.
2: I don't say that. I'm saying that you're just face value. Like you're not, you're not even like, okay, if somebody were to say, actually ask you, Bernie, what sort of words come up when you think of Jeff?
0: No oh boy. Oh, God, be nice. I mean, no, honestly, hey, I we would just say... Slept, we just slept together.
1: I know. I, I, I would say <laughs> he, Jeff is an actually sweet, kind-hearted guy. And he he's very Midwestern. Yeah. And I, and I mean that in the best way possible. I know what you mean. Actually, I, I mean that in the absolute best way possible.
2: And then, Jeff, what words that come up when you think of Bernie? <laughs>
0: Oh, did the internet connection, internet connection go out? You yeah, guys did still it go there? out? Yeah. What, what,
1: what, is this thing Damn. on? Is this thing on?
0: <laughs> I think that Bernie is a deep well. And, and I think, I think that, that his humor hides his pain. I think his humor hides his insecurity, but underneath that exterior shell is someone who is very genuine and very kind and very loyal.
2: Yeah, I think lo- I think okay, so-
0: loyal. I think loyal is, is is a very strong word that I can use for Bernie.
2: So those descriptors that you have for people, you normally don't say like, "Oh, he has you know this height or this face or this." Like, if you typically focus in on, are you quality. talking about my height? <laughs> no, I don't know. What I said. <laughs> Would you stop? You it? did say height. <laughs> I guess I'm thinking of my own, but, um, you know, these are, you typically say qualities about people. So I guess the question you have to ask yourself is, and, the, and I guess this is part of me being a rebel. It's why, this is why I teach weight loss the way that I do. I kind of rebel against what everybody says. And if everybody says that I'm supposed to focus on this kind of thing, and I'm supposed to beat myself up and I'm supposed to be hard on myself and focus on the physical, that as a rebel, I'm going to give a middle finger and say, well, what if I didn't do all that? <laughs> when I focus on all these other things that society does not teach you to focus on, that society says isn't as important, then I just love doing it just to be a rebel at, at that point. So that's kind of how I, I guess, validate it in my mind.
0: That's really interesting. You're right. I mean, when people, when you ask someone how they would describe somebody else, they may joke and talk about their looks. But it, 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 yeah, I mean, all, everything that we said had nothing to do with, with each other's looks. Although I do love you better in
1: a beard, I will tell you that. I haven't noticed I haven't noticed Michelle's beard at all. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's a lifetime oh, of there growth. It is. The best laugh in the business. It just snuck out.
2: <laughs> I hey, it is what it is. What can I do? And that was That's the other thing I was gonna say. I don't give I don't give credit to people's opinions that aren't in my like small circle of people I care about and that know me. So if you don't yes. want to get yeah. to know me, then your val your opinion has no value on me because you don't actually know me. So you're allowed to have it. I just don't care about it.
1: Right. That's a you problem, right? Like that's you don't like problem. me, that's a you problem.
2: If you know me personally and you have thoughts and opinions, then I consider that important and I will listen and I will self-reflect, but you have to actually know me.
0: I do, I do feel like I've done a really good job of that as I've gotten older. And, and honestly, it took me a long time, but I would say just in the last 10 years have I gotten comfortable with. With who I am, and not worrying about trying to get new friends, impress new friend groups, trying to because especially <gasps> like when you go through a divorce, I mean it's difficult, right? Because you you have people who jump on both sides. <laughs> oh, yes. and there she goes. I'm, try- I'm there, trying. I'm no. to have a therapy session, and she walks out of the room. I was still. <laughs> do you listening. see? Do you see why I don't feel good about myself? Like even my, even my, my what were you
2: saying,
1: Jeff? I was was listening. listening. Even my borderline therapist left the room.
2: (laughs) I don't know what I was saying. I don't have to tell you. She's old and crotchety. So it is what it is.
0: Probably something stupid anyway. I don't even know what I was saying.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Jeff. No,
0: no. So, so I I was saying that as I've gotten older, yeah, I, I don't worry so much about, about, trying to bring on new friends, new friend groups. When you go through divorce, it's tough because people take sides. And I, and I always said to myself, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to try and go after people and convince them mm-hmm. that I made the right decision or that we made the right decision or that she made the right decision or she should have done this or I should have done that. It, it's you know what? If you know who I am, you know who I am as a person. You're going to not be on my side, but you're going to understand why it happened the way that it did. So I have gotten comfortable with that as I've, as I've gotten older, but I still, I still, but, but the looks thing, you know, I still, I still find myself and I don't know why just being insecure with that sometimes. So I was just wondering if that translated at all. And if, if anybody had talked to you about that on the ACL side, but no, apparently, apparently definitely not. not. I mean, have you seen
1: one. how our players dress? <laughs> Do you think they're really noticing the physical?
0: I just think it's such a strange <laughs> dynamic, isn't it, Michelle? I mean, it's so strange that these people, you know, or all of a sudden thrusts, it's not like, it's not like, it's not like they're on, you know, ABC Sacramento, which would be big enough. Right. We're talking national TV and the ratings from what I understand have been pretty good. I mean, this is a national TV audience that all of a sudden that you're on, but uh,
2: like that identity shift when you become a parent overnight, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, it's that abrupt. Of, it's We call it an identity shift, right? You go from being whatever you want to identify as to parent. That's a new identity. I am a mom. I am a dad. Um, these cornhole players, I am on TV. I am a professional athlete. It's like, it's overnight. It's the same yeah. kind of this massive identity shift. And it takes time to transition it. Just like all of us parents <laughs> stumbled around or still that's, am. That's
1: right. such a real, that's such a good point because I don't know if you guys have paid attention to it, but I've kind of from afar kind of notice some of the players that have kind of kind of swelling up from it a little bit, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, they're, they're, they're very aware of their status within the game and then some are just completely uncomfortable with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting to watch that take place. Cause it's, you know, like you said, it, because it's almost kind of happens overnight. Yeah. You know, here they are, there are these kids or old, you know, middle-aged folks that are playing this game that no one really pays attention to, now all of a sudden seven figures worth of people might be watching on television. Yeah. And, yeah. And, they're, and, and some of them are taking that to heart, I can tell. And they're, you know, that's fine. How would you not, I mean, to me, how would you not in a way?
2: And right? also not and trained for it, right? Like, absolutely. You know, like, I think the difference is like for me, I did, well, I did my very first news segment, I had never been on live television before, and I had never been so comfortable in my life. I was like, this is great. I can do this all the time. But I've also been training for that for years. So it's not like you just right. threw me on TV out of nowhere. Like, I literally, it was my goal to get there. <laughs> so no, it's
1: just different. You know, I'm with, it's just funny to watch the ones that are, that are just going to it, that are kind of drawn to it like a moth to a flame. And then there's others that you can tell want. They want to play. They want to win. They want all that. But they want no part, no part yeah. of cameras, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just it's just interesting for me to watch because it's it's noticeable. Yeah. All
0: right, so let's switch over to nutrition. Um, at cool. some point, at some point, I mean, I've I've talked to Ryan Smith, rightfully so, and others about this. Like Ryan, Ryan is a guy who's he has taken his football life as a as a Division One college football player and totally translated it over to cornhole in pretty much every single way. Uh, whether it's working out, whether it's scouting, whether it's fitness. Um, how much of that do you think that we're going to start to see? We saw in golf, Bernie and I have talked about this in other, on other uh, episodes. In baseball, years and years ago, it was frowned upon to work out because it would make you too bulky and make you too stiff. And in golf, I think it was kind of the same mindset. And now that's obviously totally flipped on its head. I mean, are, are you are you starting to see a shift in cornhole at all? I mean, do you think at some point – This is going to become a deal. Do you think we're going to start to see fitness and, and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, diet come into play more?
2: I think only when they start to see it massively improve their game. You know, we, we talk a lot about different topics in Girls Store 2, and I have been trying to recommend different theories that I live by for weight and health since I started at Girls Store 2, so over a year, and no one is clinging to it. But the minute I was like, did you know this could help you improve your cornhole game? Everyone's like, well, I'm sorry, what? What was that? (laughs) (laughs) uh, If you can directly relate it to actually play. So I think it's going to take a while before you start. So you're going to see a few pros rise who are taking care of themselves. But until you really see that, like, for example, with mindfulness, that is something that will help you have a better mental game when you're playing, but you could also use drugs and alcohol to accomplish the same thing. So until you start to see that, wow, if I don't use drugs and alcohol and I use mindfulness and meditation and I can get not just the same result, but better, and you start, there's actually a benefit to not going into the easy route, which would just be to use some kind of substance. um, I think you're gonna have to start to see some of that rise at the top before other people start to go, wow, maybe it's worth looking at.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been saying this for a while, Jeff, and I think you and I, like you said, talked about it. I don't know when it's coming, But I think it's someone that's probably 11, 12, 13 now that's going to grow up. And because they're so young, when they got into the game, they're not drinking. They're not, you know, Mm -hmm. taking other substances to stay, you know, alert throughout an entire weekend. one of some kids coming from somewhere that's going to be clean living, in shape, you know, mindful you know using mindfulness meditation you using ways to make their brain stronger and they're going to dominate and they're going to dominate in a way that forces everyone else to change the tiger the tiger woods effect if you will that happened with golf i think it's coming i just i don't know how far down the road it is
0: hey bernie you've been in this game for probably the longest of the three of us right Uh, michelle michelle you and i are relatively new to to the whole sport so you've been you've been around this this for a while have you seen players that have really struggled and gone back and forth? And and Mish, maybe you have too. Maybe you've had players talk to you. I don't know. It seems like e- even, even in the you know two plus years that, that I've been involved now, I have seen some players kind of vacillate between do I want to drink? Do I not want to drink? Yeah. I think I I think I, th- I play up I, I think I play better when I drink. No, actually I play better when I don't drink. It right. seems mm-hmm. like it seems like there's several that are kind of balancing between two worlds have you noticed I, that
1: I, I agree with that i mean and i think you know it's funny if we could have a chart with some of those people and you look at their performance right like oh i quit drinking because i don't want to you know just get all drunk all weekend long and then they realize well wait a minute i'm not playing as well because they haven't given their their body and their emotional attitude time to catch up to that style of play and so they revert right back um it's I see it. I see it a lot. I mean, I mean, you, you brought up Ryan Smith. I mean, Ryan used to never, right. Ever, you know, drink a beer. And now I think he he doesn't know he's going to be on TV just to calm himself down.
2: Yeah. He's, he's tall. I remember we first interviewed him. He said, I only drink water. And then he's like, but I did try some Bud Light and I saw an improvement. And like, so that was like, you know, sometime last year. So he's the one I think about the end of the day. If you want to play well at cornhole it's it's that it has a time element that's a problem because the more time you have the more your brain gets involved and you don't want your brain involved (laughs) you want to be off instinct and body mechanics so you have to ask yourself how do i get my brain to stay out of this drugs alcohol meditation and mindfulness because they're kind of your only three options so what do you think the majority people are going to go for and why would it be such a benefit to use substance if you can block your brain yeah. You know, but, but the thing is, remember, substances is, is numbing, and mindfulness is the opposite of numbing, but the effect yeah. is somewhat similar, short-term, long-term, obviously, negative effects.
0: Wait a second. So let's dive into that a little bit. What do you, what do you mean by that? So I, I, get, I get the first half. I'm sure we all do. So substances can be numbing. Yes, we yes. get that. But, all right. So what do you mean by mindfulness is the exact opposite? So
2: you you need to shut your brain off, right? It's getting it's overthinking. So you can either you can either numb it and say now I just have no thoughts because there's just numbness going on. Or you could because some you can become so incredibly present to your body that your brain steps out of it. So the thing about mindfulness and meditation and these kinds of practices is, is it puts you in connection with your body, which is why it's the main foundation theory that I use with all my weight loss clients. I'm trying to get people into their bodies as opposed to diets which take them outside of their bodies, which is why they're temporary. can't fight against your body forever. Eventually, you're going to have to come to it. It's like when you don't like your money situation, so you try not to look at your bank account. You're like, I just right. want to be rich. Well, guess what? When you're rich, you still have to look at your bank account. So eventually, you're going to have to become present to the situation in front of you. So got, trying to get people in their bodies.
1: I've got a question for you because – When I moved from Charleston back to Charlotte back in the uh, early 2000s, I went through kind of an emotional reckoning and I was going to therapy and my therapist got me involved with mindfulness and and meditation. And after about eight months, nine months, I really noticed the difference. I was so much more calm and present. The problem is, and I'm wondering, since this is kind of your field of study, as human beings, we get used to what's normal for us. Even if chaos is what's normal, right? When when you take someone away from what, what makes them feel normal, even if it's good, it makes them feel uneasy. And I noticed that. Even though I felt better in so many ways, I felt uneasy because I wasn't used to how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of reverted back to some old habits. But uh, I mean, I, I wonder, like, do, do you notice that with people? Or is that just... Or was that just a me situation?
2: No, it's not just a you situation. Uh, Any kind of transformation is going to be uncomfortable. It's an unknown, right? Like you're going through the hardest part of transformation of any type is when you leap off into that middle part. Like, so you have where you are and you have where you want to go. And those are somewhat obvious to you, but it's the middle part when you have to like flounder and you're like, I'm too far from where I was and I'm too far from where I want to go and I'm just floundering Mm -hmm. out in the middle and I don't know which way to go. The only, so there's these plateaus we hit because at this point, if you're using the analogy and you're floating in the middle, you have to decide which way you want to turn. So if you ask any normal human, do you want to go back to what you know or do you want to keep going forward to what you've never had or don't have a lot of familiarity with? If they're freaking out, which way do you think they're going to (laughs) go?
0: Yeah, back back to safe and security. So, so what so do you secure. so what do you do when you get? That's a great point, Bernie. Seriously, that's deep. So, what do you do, Mish, when you get to that point where you're like, like first again, of I
2: tell them it's coming. <laughs> like, just <laughs>
0: no. Oh, that's no, that's great. That's, that's perfect.
1: No, it's going
2: to be the time when you freak out. Um, and and also, it's why the majority of my clients work with me for about a year or two, um, because they they've got to get this. There's not just one of those moments. There's several of them as you keep leveling up. Um, and so if they're on their own, so if someone's like, oh, I'm just going to do your 60 day program and then I'm, I'm going to peace out and do it on my own. You could do that, but you better be pretty freaking strong and aware because you're going to hit those moments. And I'm not there to be like, yeah, you're good. You know, every time my clients come on our ID group coaching calls every month with my clients and they come on and it's like, they could be six, seven months in and two months ago they were doing great. They were like, I am rocking and rolling. I'm feeling light. I'm feeling free. And then they're like, I've. So I'm going to go back to dieting. I'm freaking out. I'm 700 pounds in my head. It's like, yep. And I'm like, yeah, that's normal. And they're like, what do I do? Nothing. You don't do anything, but, but good for <laughs> you for being here. You're on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> so I, all you have to just feel the feeling. So the problem is feelings are so overwhelming that in those moments when you're floundering out in the middle and all the big feelings are coming up, it's like you, you don't want to feel them. So you shove them down and you run back to safety. Whereas if, I, if you just sit there It's feelings are like waves. They come up and they have a peak and that peak sucks, but it's like one to two minutes if you let it. If you don't, if you cut it off even right before it, it'll just suppress it and you'll have it forever. And it just keeps coming over and over and over again. You gotta let it play out. You gotta be like, I'm not gonna die from this feeling. It's gonna be okay. Um, you know, get help, get support. And then you come down off the feeling. And then my clients will email me like two days later, like, I'm fine again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm used to it. I've been doing this since 2009. So we're good.
0: <laughs> that, is, that is great stuff, Mish. All right, can we, can we go back to what you were talking about before? When, when you're talking about someone who wants to lose weight or, or they just want to, you know, start to physically feel better. Instead of diets that are looking outside, you talked about looking inside. Can you dive into that a little bit more? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, when you talk about being mindful and looking inside at yourself instead of going outside for that what, what does that, what does that mean exactly?
2: Well, you have to decide if you want to operate in freedom or within rules. Like, I'm not someone that wants to operate the rest of my life in a rigid rule structure. Um, that makes me feel crazy. So that would mean that you actually have to learn how to navigate freedom And most people are terrified of freedom. If I take all the rules away, which is what they say they want because they don't want to live off a diet for the rest of their life, but they give them freedom and they start eating everything in sight. You know what I mean? So it's like they can't handle freedom. So I have to actually teach them that you can be successful in freedom if you want it, but you have to decide first. And then anybody that wants freedom, then you can come on this journey with me and I'll tell you how to get there. Which means you have to actually trust what's happening within yourself as opposed to what's happening outside of yourself. So for example... Are you going to trust this magazine or this even this expert that tells you you should be eating this if your body is vehemently giving you a different answer? So it's like you have to learn how to actually recognize what your body's saying. So you said, I'm kind of interested in this intermittent fasting. You're like, let's try it. And you do it, and you're starving, and you're uncomfortable, and you're feeling faint. And the the intermittent fasting people would say, great, you're right on track. It's totally normal. (laughs) And your body's like... Freaking the f out! Like this is not for me. Um, which one are you going to listen to?
0: Yeah, um, yeah. My I, body is always telling me the other the other thing. Always.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've tried that. Means, I've tried the
0: intermittent intermittent fasting.
2: I, right. I mean, there's a lot. There's no way that any one diet or eating or exercise program is going to accidentally be 100 the right one for you. Like, what are the chances? Now, you might like pieces of things. You might say, like, I kind of like the idea of not eating carbs late at night like that one might feel good to you but you don't need to do the whole Atkins thing just because you don't want to eat carbs at night you know so it's just like you might like certain things but if you're like if you don't know how to navigate freedom then you are stuck to rigid rules and you have no way to navigate outside of them so I help people find their own intuitive guidance and find their own eating and exercise plan their own weight I don't do anything to maintain my weight it does it for me right that's my body's job I so I just that. live my life and take care of my body it does everything else and that's so what I want to do for people
0: The big thing I think you said was dealing with the freedom yep. How do you how do you manage that freedom Because you're right a diet seems easy because there are rules it's telling you what to do it's telling you what to eat and when to eat it but so but that's not out. but that's not healthy because as soon as you stop that boom you flip back and you're the other way What about you're also again, checking
2: out right you're not present because you're just like I don't have to think I don't have to do anything I just do it this person's telling me to do or what this diet's telling me to do and if i do that i'll be successful and it's very convenient like there's no self like awareness at all you don't have to you can't actually because if you were aware your body would be like i hate this part don't do that part let's do this instead i want to nap not go to the gym like you would you go crazy so you have to shut down and that's the opposite of what i think life is about i think we're trying what
1: what about the opposite what about those folks and look there's plenty of them that need a regiment or their brain goes crazy. They they have to they, they type A people for example, they have to have things a certain way or their brain will explode.
2: I yeah, mean, you what want, do you, what
1: do you do with those folks? Because they're want to they're
2: going to need right? Your huh? regiment. You want it's specific to you, right? So right. That, it needs to be from you. So a I lot of you. times what I'm doing is helping design a regiment for my client like this it can't just be Like I said, you Google Atkins and that's your regiment. Like, what are the chances? (laughs) Like, You know, so like we got to figure out pieces of different things. And the only way to do that is to try them on. So you have to actually go like, okay, let me try this on, which means you have to be present enough to notice what your body's saying when you try them. So you can't check out. You have to actually be like, how does this feel, body? Do you like this? Do we want to eat this way? Are we feeling better? Right. And not just feeling better because you're doing something, which kind of tricks your brain to thinking like this is the right thing because you're feeling proud of yourself for not sitting around and doing nothing, which is like, right. you know, can kind of just trick you. You're like, well, do I actually like this or just like the fact that I'm not doing nothing? So you have to ask yourself, aside from the, the fact that I'm doing something and I'm proud of myself, do I actually want to do this the rest of my life? Or another way of wording it is, if I didn't have a weight problem, would I still want to do this? And the answer yeah. is no, then it's the wrong thing.
1: Do I, do I really need to drink lots of water?
2: Drink as much water as you're thirsty for. And give I, zero other I hate <laughs>
1: water.
0: That's a good question. That's a really good question.
2: My answer is always going to be the same to any of those questions about nutrition or exercise is you, you, you can't let something external aside it for you. So is some, yeah. do, I, do I drink enough water? I don't know. Do you, are you thirsty? Are you even paying attention to thirst cues? Are you aware enough to even know if you are thirsty? <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, it's the wrong question. Most
0: of the time. Yeah. So really, Misha, I mean, it's, you're, just, you're just coaching an entirely different way of looking at things. I mean, yep. you really are. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty complex. I mean, I can see why your clients have to stay with you, you know, for a year or two. But for their long-term health and benefits, I really feel like just in the short discussion we've had on this, that's the way you have to do it. Because if you run into something that you think is going to be a quick fix, as most of us know by the time you get to my age, it's not going to work. <laughs> Yeah, a quick fix is just not going to work. It'll be a temporary solution. That's interesting.
2: And that means you have to sit in the because a lot of clients that are like, "Well, I'm going to go do keto for like a month and get like 20 pounds off and then I'll come do this." And I'm like, "No, I ha- you have to learn to sit in the discomfort of what you don't like and not use the band-aid or the drug or the diet. Like, I need you to actually sit through this uncomfortable place and face it and actually be like, "Wow, I don't like my body right now." Like, I need to actually feel all of that and not desperately reach for something to make that feeling go away. So a lot of it is just understanding our feelings and actually allowing them to be felt, not Mm -hmm. even necessarily for our own conscious mind, but just to ride out those waves. so They doesn't keep coming back over and over and over again. But I will say that the eating part, like the not overeating, not binge eating, like all of that is actually really quick in terms of the results. Like most of my clients stop binge eating, overeating within a few weeks.
0: That's a big one for me. Overeating, seriously. And and the portions that you get. Like we were out on the West Coast, right? Last week. And in the hotel, go down to the breakfast and I get get a breakfast. uh, You know, I I get eggs and, well, you're going to probably get mad at me for this, but eggs, bacon, sourdough toast.
2: I'm a psychology expert, non nutrition expert. (laughs) You don't have to worry about any of that.
0: But the (laughs) thing is, is that I got three eggs, right? And, and I got yeah. like six slices of bacon and four pieces of toast, <laughs> yes. and an entire bowl full of fruit. Like literally, I so what I had to do by the third day is literally eat half of it and then push the other half aside because the portions we get are enormous. And just doing that was even helpful throughout the day.
2: Well, I challenge all my clients to sit with large amounts of food because you have to learn how to recognize fullness cues. Um, and you know avoidance isn't a strategy I recommend in anything. So, and you can't avoid food. It's not like trying to quit alcohol. You can avoid alcohol. Technically, you don't need it to survive, but you're never going to escape food. Um, So you, you really have to learn how to just be like, I want you to get six bags. If someone's like, I can't stop eating potato chips. I'm like, cool, go get six bags of potato chips and stick them in front of you. But the caveat is that you have to eat it mindfully. So you have to sit there, eat your chips, take deep breaths, like, what do I like about this barbecue chip? Like, turn the TV off, turn your phone off. You can eat as many chips as you want with full presence. It won't take more than one or two days before you're like, I literally can't eat a potato chip for like six months now. Like, it is just, if you're fully present, you just can't. It's it's impossible.
0: Wow. You really had me at six bags of potato chips. <laughs> But then you had that to go and ruin it and talk about eating one at a time. Yeah, that <laughs> I, was a,
2: it. I was a binge eater for, for a long time. And that bit, potato chips was mine. And that's what I did. I literally went to the store and bought bags of potato chips and sat there and ate them. And then I was like, I can't eat them Yes.
1: <laughs> you love Funyuns. Tell the truth.
2: No, the, I can't handle <laughs> the breath. Afterward, the taste in your mouth after Funyuns, the same reason why I couldn't smoke cigarettes. The taste in your mouth afterwards is too much. It's Onions
1: are the best.
2: Today.
0: Mish, Mish, I, I hate to tell you this, uh, guys, guys, we are out of ta- time already, yeah. <laughs> so much to dive into, I feel like we just got started, like seriously, we're going to have to do part two on this sometime, this is, yes. and <laughs> because, I, because of, of my two. idiotic questions, we are just touching the surface on this stuff, but seriously, no, great good. stuff, thanks so much for coming on, and um, please, yeah, let's do this again and dive into this more, we didn't even get a chance to talk about meditation and some other stuff, so. Uh, do um, it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Love we'll to do that some other time. All right, Mish. Hey, thank you so much for your time. We'll see yeah, you. Nice I, I guess we'll see you, uh, I don't know when, Couple Chicago? Weeks. Chicago. BJ, are you going to be, uh, be in Seattle or no? Uh,
2: no.
0: Okay. All right. We'll see you in Chicago then.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Thanks, Mish. Bye. Bye,
2: guys.
0: All right, Bernie. Got 15 seconds left. She's awesome. Seriously, we need yeah. to like dive into that a lot more. That was fascinating stuff. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Hi, She's awesome.
0: Enjoyed sleeping with you. I mean, it was good to see you last week. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you in Seattle. All right, brother. All right, man. Bye. Right. Bye, everybody.